everyone. My name is Taylor Burnfield, and I'm the digital editor here at The Scribe. I'm also a licensed skincare specialist, also known as an esthetician, and I worked in the skincare industry for four years before attending college. Some of you sent me your skincare questions on Instagram, so I am going to answer them here on the Subscribe podcast. But before I answer your questions, I just want to let you know that I am not a medical professional and the advice that you receive here should not be a replacement for the advice from your doctor. I also wanted to let you know that I am not being paid in any way to promote the products recommended in this podcast. So now let's get to your questions and I am going to answer these questions in the order that I received them. So the first question from Instagram comes from at Colorful Colorado Tours. And they asked, how do you fade acne scars? I'm really glad that you asked this question because acne scarring is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, So if you have acne scars, there's a few things you can do. I would say the first thing you could do and probably one of the best things you can do for acne scars is use vitamin C. Um, Vitamin C has been proven to lighten dark spots on skin. But, however, you want to keep in mind that you want to make sure you're using products that contain 10% vitamin C or higher. Anything less than 10% um, will not be strong enough to have an effect on your skin. Uh, Some of my favorite vitamin C products are the CeraVe Skin Renewing Serum. Um, It has 10% vitamin C, and then there's also the... L'Oreal Revitalift 10% Pure Vitamin C. Um, They're very similar products. They're around the same price. I believe they're both around $20, which I know can be a little bit expensive for college students, but keep in mind that you only need a little bit of product to go a long way. Um, So I would say these products would probably last you about three to four months if you're using them every single day. I will say that I do prefer the CeraVe vitamin C over the L'Oreal vitamin C. I felt like the L'Oreal vitamin C was a little greasy. Um, So I do recommend the CeraVe over the L'Oreal. Something else you can do for acne scarring is exfoliation. Something you want to keep in mind with exfoliation is there are two ways you can exfoliate your skin. There's chemical exfoliation and physical exfoliation or manual exfoliation. Chemical exfoliants are a lot better for you because they use chemicals to break down uh, dead skin cells and other impurities on your face. Um, chemical exfoliants are things like salicylic acid, glycolic acid, lactic acid. Um, These are the things that dermatologists recommend. Physical exfoliants are really not recommended because they can cause a lot of damage. It can actually make uh, skin problems worse. So like a lot of physical exfoliants they're really rough and abrasive on the skin and they can cause little tears in your skin. They can stretch out your pores. And then also a lot of chemical, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of physical exfoliants um, are made out of like little plastic beads. 
And when you use those and they wash down the drain, they get into our water systems and cause damage to our ecosystem. So physical exfoliants are really bad. Don't use them. Use chemical exfoliants instead. Um, if you have sensitive skin and if you've never used chemical exfoliants before, I would say gradually use them in your skincare routine. routine. Maybe use them every other day instead of every single day and just see how your skin reacts to them. And then something else you'll want to do with acne scarring is definitely wear sunscreen. Everybody should be wearing sunscreen even if they don't have acne scarring. Um, But what sunscreen will do is it will protect your acne scarring from getting darker because the sun will cause those scars to get darker and more noticeable. So if you're wearing sunscreen, that will protect you from that problem. Our next question on Instagram comes from at Wendy the Fairy Godmother and she asked, can you shrink your pore size? So the answer is no. Pore size is genetic, so there's really not a lot you can do about it. However, I will say if you have really oily skin, um, when your pores are producing a lot of oil, that can actually cause your pores to look bigger because they're stretching out and they are pumping out oil. So what you'll want to do is get that oil under control and then that will cause your pores to look smaller. Um, The best ways to control oil are to use products that contain salicylic acid. Salicylic acid is really great for oily skin. Something else you'll want to do is make sure you're moisturizing your skin. And I know this sounds counterproductive. Like if you already have oily skin, why would you want to add more moisture to your skin? The thing is, if you over dry your skin, then your skin overcompensates and creates more oil and just makes the problem worse. So if you're properly moisturizing your skin, you won't have as much of an issue with oil. I actually have really oily skin and I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't know how to take care of my skin. So I just thought that if I washed my face with really harsh products all the time and used like really harsh astringents on my face, it would make me less oily, but it actually just made me more oily because I was really drying out my skin. And whenever I look at old photos of myself from when I was a teenager, like my skin just looks so oily. So I'm glad that I finally gotten that under control. I use almond oil as a moisturizer. I really like it. It's inexpensive. It, it's not greasy or anything. And um, so that's what I really like to use as a moisturizer, but you can find what works best for you. And then something else I did want to mention in relation to your question is having pores is normal. Like it's okay to have pores. I feel like we're all so used to seeing airbrushed images of people's skin and seeing filters you know, on people's photos where their skin looks perfect and poreless. And it's like, that's not reality. (laughs) Like, that's not normal. Like, humans have pores in their skin and it's okay to have them. You know, if you have oily skin and you want to, like, get that under control, that's fine. I understand that. But it's like, don't be insecure about your pores because 
that's totally normal and totally fine. So our third question on Instagram comes from Israel Wheat, and they asked, when applying makeup for someone with an intense skincare routine, what order should the makeup be applied? I'm more concerned about when to apply sunscreen if wearing makeup, but what this also means when it comes to moisturizer. Okay, so first of all, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you for wearing sunscreen. That is really important. Everybody should wear sunscreen. So I'm going to give you a round of applause for wearing sunscreen. Okay, so to get to your question, um, this is a great question. So you should always put sunscreen on first before anything else. Um, I will say if you're wearing moisturizer and wearing makeup, I would put the sunscreen on first and let that kind of settle into your skin before adding anything else. If you put other products on immediately after putting on your sunscreen, that can kind of mix with your sunscreen and then dilute the sunscreen so it's not as effective and that kind of defeats the purpose of wearing sunscreen. So my official answer to your question is to put sunscreen on first. However, I will say that I don't necessarily think you need to use a sunscreen and a moisturizer and a foundation if you're wearing foundation. Um, I would suggest using a product that contains all three of those products in one. So that's going to be something like a tinted moisturizer, a BB cream, a CC cream. They're all slightly different, but they're basically the same thing. They usually contain sunscreen, they moisturize your skin, and then they also have color correcting properties, so they even out your skin tone. They're not as heavy as a foundation, but they do even out your skin tone. Um, I know that Neutrogena has a few tinted moisturizers that contain SPF. Um, Burt's Bees has a tinted moisturizer with SPF. I use a um, product called the Amazonian Clay BB Tinted Moisturizer by Tarte. Um, it contains sunscreen, it's moisturizing, it evens out my skin tone. I wear this every day. It is a little bit expensive, but I get a discount uh, for it because I have a skincare license. But the other products I mentioned by Neutrogena or Burt's Bees, um, those work just as well. Those are great products. Um, and something else I did want to mention in relation to your question is... When you put on sunscreen, it only lasts for two hours, so you want to make sure you're reapplying your sun protection every two hours, and obviously you're not going to reapply your makeup every two hours, so something you can do that I really highly recommend is using a sunscreen spray. Um, Neutrogena just recently came out with a line of sunscreens called Invisible Daily Defense, and they have a face mist um, that I've been using. I really like it. I keep it with me in my purse and just throughout the day, every two hours, I try to remember to spray it over my makeup. And it gives you just like a really nice glow and it gives you sun protection. So I highly recommend that. And then if you don't like the sprays, something else you can do is use a powder that contains sunscreen. Um, there's a few 
different powders you can use. I know, I think Neutrogena makes powders with sunscreen in them. Physician's Formula makes powders with sunscreen. I like to use a powder by Tarte. It's called Tarte Guard. It's a sunscreen powder. It's completely transparent, clear. It doesn't leave like a cakey um, residue on your face. Um, it looks really natural. Um, so the, that's what I would recommend for you. Our next question on Instagram comes from at Alexiza. Um, and she asked three different questions. I'm going to answer these questions individually. The first question she asked was, what brands of facial sunscreen do you recommend? Um, so my favorite brands of sunscreens come from Neutrogena. They have a lot of different things to choose from. I feel like they have a wide range of products for different people and different needs. They have their traditional like lotion type sunscreens. They have sprays. They have sunscreen sticks. Um, a lot of their cosmetics contain sunscreen, which is great. Um, I So I really like Neutrogena. They're affordable. You can find their products pretty much anywhere. A lot of their products are cruelty-free and vegan. Not all of them are, but a lot of them are. It just depends on the product. You would have to look at the product and um, just see what the container says. Um, but a lot of them are cruelty-free and vegan if that's something that's important to you. Um, I also like a brand called Alba Botanica. They're a like organic, vegan, cruelty-free brand. Um, they're a little bit expensive, but all of their products smell really nice. Um, I've used a few different of, of their products. So I really like them. I highly recommend them. And then I also like a brand called Badger. They're also um, organic, vegan, cruelty-free. Their products are really great for if you have sensitive skin because most of their products don't contain any type of fragrance or anything. And so with Badger and also Alba Botanica, you can really only find those at like health food stores like Sprouts or Whole Foods. You can also find them online. Um, but I would say out of all three of those brands, Neutrogena is probably my favorite just because they're, they are affordable and you can find them pretty much anywhere. And so the second question you asked was, how often should you exfoliate? So the thing with exfoliation is, I don't think exfoliation is really as big of a deal as the skincare industry makes it out to be. I think it's fine to exfoliate, but I feel like the skincare industry has made exfoliation like this huge deal, and it's really not because your skin naturally renews itself every two weeks. So if you over exfoliate, you can mess with that natural process and you can cause a lot of skin damage if you do that. So you really have to be careful with exfoliation. I would say when it comes to your body, I really wouldn't exfoliate the body at all with the exception of maybe if your elbows or your knees seem a little dry I think it'd be okay to take like a dry brush and just exfoliate those specific areas um, like I mentioned before I don't recommend scrubs because they can cause a lot of damage some of them are really bad for the environment 
So I would use a dry brush instead, but I would only use it on targeted areas. I would say to maybe do that like once a month. I wouldn't do it too much because like I said, you don't want to mess with your skin's natural renewal process. When you do use that dry brush, you want to make sure you are properly moisturizing the skin after you exfoliate. And then when it comes to exfoliating your face, as I mentioned earlier, I recommend chemical exfoliants like salicylic acid, glycolic acid, or lactic acid. And how often you use those, I would say, kind of depends on your skin's specific needs. In general, though, I would say if you are just starting out with chemical exfoliants, chemical exfoliant, start out slowly and you know just see how your skin reacts to that so for your third question you asked do you have any face masks or treatments that you'd recommend um so the thing with face masks is i don't really like masks like you know like the typical like clay masks things like that i don't like those because you only leave them on the skin for a few minutes and then you wash them off and i just don't feel like that's really enough time to have an effect on your skin. Um, I prefer things like serums or things that you, you know, leave on the skin. It absorbs into the skin and it actually um, can have an effect on your skin because it's on the skin for a long time. And for treatments that I think are good for anyone to use, no matter what your skincare concerns are, I think vitamin C and retinol are two things that everybody should have in their skincare routine. Vitamin C, as I mentioned earlier, is really great for lightening acne scars. It's also great for repairing any skin damage um, because vitamin C is an antioxidant, so it helps with free radical damage. So that helps a lot with any sun damage you might have. Um, It also does protect you from the sun. It's not as protective as sunscreen, so you still want to use sunscreen if you're using vitamin C, but vitamin C does help protect a little bit from sun damage, so I think that's a great product for anybody to use. I also really like retinol because retinol helps with a lot of different skin problems. It's really great for acne. Um, It's also great for anti-aging because it causes the skin to produce collagen. When we get older, our skin produces less collagen, um, and that's what leads to wrinkles. So retinol can help slow down that aging process. So those are two products I would highly recommend for anybody to use. My final question from Instagram comes from at Cosmic Cannibal Camille. And she asked, can you mix glycolic acid and retinol? I've read different things about mixing or not mixing the two, and so I'm confused. Also, I'd love to know more about what skincare ingredients are safe to use and what ones aren't. Okay, so the first question you asked, I'm really glad you asked this question because I feel like retinol is the most misunderstood skincare ingredient out there like I don't I don't know why but there's just a lot of misinformation about retinol a lot of people are afraid to use retinol because they think it will 
damage their skin in some way, but retinol is just vitamin A. That's all it is. It's an antioxidant. It's really great for the skin. Um, so to answer your question, yes, you can mix glycolic acid and retinol. I researched your question because I really wanted to make sure I was giving you a scientifically informed answer, and there's literally no scientific evidence or anything in the medical literature that says you can't mix these two products. So I think it's fine to mix them together. I will say that if you have sensitive skin or if you've never used glycolic acid or, or retinol before, I wouldn't start out mixing them together. I would slowly introduce them into your skincare routine, maybe start out with the glycolic acid, using that every other day and just seeing how your skin reacts to that. And if, you know, you like using that, then you can slowly add in the retinol and see, you know, how you feel about that. Um, so it kind of depends on your skin type. If you have really, really sensitive skin, I would not recommend mixing these two products together. Um, but if your skin can tolerate it, I think it's fine. Both glycolic acid and retinol can be drying and, and a little bit irritating, so I'd recommend definitely using a moisturizer with these products. Um, and then to answer your second question, um, what skincare ingredients are safe to use together and what ones aren't? Um, I did a lot of research into this question because I wanted to give you a informed answer and based on my research, Really, the only ingredient that should not be mixed with other ingredients is benzoyl peroxide. Um, benzoyl peroxide can have a lot of bad reactions with other products. So if you're using benzoyl peroxide, don't mix it with anything else. But other than that, I haven't really found any information about products that should not be mixed together. I will mention though, like what I said earlier to Israel, um, if you're wearing sunscreen, you don't want to mix your sunscreen with any other, other products because that will dilute your sunscreen and make it less effective. Um, but other than that, I think you should be okay. I think most products are fine to mix together. So thank you everyone for listening and sending in your questions. Be sure to follow the scribe on Instagram at UCCS Scribe and send us your skincare questions anytime.